Welcome to Life Alchemy with Anna Fried. To change your thoughts, transform your mindset, and create a new reality for yourself is a mind-blowing process that you have to believe in order to see. I invite you to join me on each episode as I share my personal experiences that are guiding me along the path towards my highest self. I hope that some part of my journey resonates with you, wherever you are on yours. I began my self-improvement slash personal development slash healing journey in the fall of 2021. And between then and now, there have been a number of aha moments that I've had where I have realized that a thought process of mine has been experienced by enough people that somebody has coined a phrase or has named it. Um, That's been like the really cool thing about this journey is as I have these moments where things click for me, um, it's been really exciting to know that I am by far not the only one who is going through this. So very recently, uh, I would say actually within the past month, I had another one of these aha moments where I realized that a thought process of mine that I had been experiencing for a while uh there is a phrase or a, a name for it and i discovered the name of this thought process on an instagram account that i follow the name of the account is princess tosh i will tag it in the show notes of this episode um and i'll tag it Uh, when I make a post for this episode on my Instagram. Um, So on, so Princess Tosh, this Instagram account uh, is about this young professional. I'm not sure how old she is. She's probably in her twenties or her thirties. I believe she's a flight attendant. And the focus of her Instagram account is that she has been completely sober for three years Um, but she is the first Instagram account or the first, I guess, influencer or public figure that I feel like I've been able to relate to because, you know, when you hear that someone has decided to become sober, Usually the reason for their choice is, you know, they were a raging alcoholic and they, you know, they lost their job and their girlfriend and their house and, and, you know, alcohol completely ruined their lives and they hit rock bottom and then decided like, okay, I need to change my life around. I am going to AA and I'm never drinking again. But that story, that narrative does not fit everyone's relationship with alcohol and this account i felt um 
has been really relatable to my relationship with alcohol. Uh, this girl who runs this account, she says that when she used to drink, she would describe herself as a functioning alcoholic. And even that phrase for me <laughs> uh, is triggering. But the more that I have been reading her content, the more that I'm realizing that not only do have I definitely had um, past behavioral tendencies that match the description of a functioning alcoholic, um, but uh, it's a lot more common than I think people realize. I think there are a lot more people in our day-to-day lives who are functioning alcoholics. But of course, um, this is not something I would have realized even six months ago, because when you are in the midst of it all, um, everyone around you just seems normal. Uh, But then when you take a step back and you know, I have really decided to take a look at my relationship with alcohol and put it under a very big magnifying glass. And this has shown me that um, there are a lot of people around me, a lot of people that I see on social media, a lot of people that I have uh, that are acquaintances of mine people who I had friendships with in the past um, who absolutely fall into the category of being a functioning alcoholic. Um, All of this is to say that as I have been exploring my relationship with alcohol and how to make it healthier, um, (laughs) sorry, I'm recording in my bedroom right now and I see a couple of people that I know who are right outside my window. So I am waving. (laughs) Um, But anyways, as I have been exploring my relationship with alcohol uh, through a very honest lens, um, part of the process has been identifying, um, I guess you could say, what are my triggers or what causes me to drink alcohol? Why do I feel compelled to have a drink? Um, What situations make me want to have a drink? And, In doing this, I have realized that a lot of times uh, I honestly, truly and genuinely am not interested in drinking alcohol. When I am on my own, like a typical week for me, I honestly don't even think about alcohol. It is very much a situational thing. And some of these situations um, are embedded in my day-to-day life. So, for example, 
um, the company that I work for, there are quite a few company outings or gatherings or happy hours, dinners, parties that happen where drinking alcohol is part of the culture. This is a Swedish-owned company. Uh, I don't know if uh, it's okay to make this stereotype, uh, but uh, I know that Nordics, they can, they can put it away when it comes to alcohol. Not all Nordics, but uh, a lot of them can. Um, and yeah, consuming alcohol, it is a pretty big part of the company culture for the company that I work for. And so I have been finding myself in a number of situations where um, I basically have a choice to make. So I will give an example. Last night, I was invited to a farewell dinner followed by um, drinks and dancing at a nightclub. This farewell dinner was for three of my staff members that are leaving the company within the next week. So this wasn't exactly a situation where I, where I felt that it would be appropriate for me to say, I'm going to pass. This wasn't just another dinner um, or, hey, we've had a stressful week. Let's go blow off steam. Um, this was a dinner that I felt it would be inappropriate for me to not go. But I, I also wanted to um, say my proper goodbyes to these three colleagues of mine, um, especially because I am their manager. Now, those of you who have a very healthy relationship with alcohol, and when I say that, I mean you don't drink and you have not been drinking for a while, uh, a situation like this, you probably, for you, it would probably be very easy to say, oh, well, um, if I felt like I would be tempted to drink alcohol, I just wouldn't go at all. And maybe uh, I would find another way to celebrate uh the departure of these employees. But I'm not there yet. I'm just being honest. I'm not at that point yet where it is super easy for me to come up with alternative solutions. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And in this situation, I just didn't we also were on a time crunch. The dinner was last night and literally an hour ago, I just put one of the three employees in an Uber to head to the airport. So the option of, can I take you out for lunch the next day, uh, especially with my day being busy at work, wasn't exactly available. And honestly, in real life, uh, you're not always going to have the option to suggest an alternative solution if you find yourself in a situation that makes you uncomfortable. So my, I guess you could say, I was feeling anxiety because 
not from the dinner. Going out to dinner and having a drink is something that I feel very comfortable doing. Where my anxiety was stemming from is what happens after the dinner? The group plan had been made in advance to go to a nightclub where there would be more drinking than just one drink at dinner. And again, if you're listening to this and you don't drink, you're probably thinking, oh my God, like she has such weak boundaries. Yeah, I do. (laughs) That's the reason why we are where we are today. Um, And this has been a working progress. Uh, it, It isn't the easiest thing in the world for me to say no to a night of drinking. But in the past couple of months, uh, it has, I've, I feel that I have really stuck to my boundaries. I've also uh, surrounded myself with people who either don't drink at all, or have made it very clear that drinking is not something they want to be around. They don't really hang out with people who drink. And these connections that I've made are very valuable to me. Um, They mean a lot to me. So much so that um, it really has been beneficial for me to um, not drink as much (laughs) as I normally would in the past. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. Let me think. So yes, my anxiety stemmed from... uh, being placed in a situation where I truly, genuinely had absolutely no interest in going out. And I was nervous that my boundaries weren't strong enough to say no if enough people asked or begged or tried to peer pressure me into going out and drinking more. Um, and so I, I don't know when I started doing this. Um, I would say within the past couple of months, I have noticed that my brain has begun to do this thing that I have learned is called playing the tape forward. So I learned this phrase from Princess Tasha's Instagram account. Playing the tape forward is a thought process where if you are in a situation where we'll use this as an example. We are using this as an example. I've been talking about this goddamn example for at least 10 minutes. Um, in my situation, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, I there's a pretty good chance at the end of the dinner, someone's going to ask, okay, who's down to go out? And I don't want to go out. And I, I don't want to cave. So how can I ensure that I respect my boundaries and I stick to my goal, which is... Um, not drinking when I don't want to. So if I were to, or not if I were, I played the tape forward in my head. So 
I began to imagine how I think my night would turn out if I made the decision to go out and continue to have drinks and go to this nightclub. And it's very important to note that when you are envisioning this, um, or when I was envisioning this, I didn't exaggerate. Uh, I tried to be as unbiased as possible. I tried to base this vision on several past experiences of what the outcome has been when I have been in this exact situation. Um, And so what I envisioned was if I were to say, okay, all right, all right, I'll go out. Where we were going, uh, it would require an Uber to get there. The Uber would probably cost, um, I would say a minimum of $15, but could be as expensive as $40 depending on the time. So maybe on the way there, it would be $15 to $20 and possibly on the way home, it could be 40 depending on peak time, whatever. Um, for me, I am also trying to stick to personal boundaries when it comes to my budget. So not only would this decision to go out be violating my alcohol boundaries, but it would also be violating my budget boundaries. So right off the bat, I'm spending $40 that I, like, I don't want to spend that much. Like, I, oh, I get so riled up when it comes to Uber and Lyft. Miami is a tricky city if um, you don't have a car. So I don't drive. Uh, I live on the beach and it's very easy. I mean, very easy for me to navigate between work, home, uh, the beach and the boardwalk. Those are honestly like my four places that I spend the most time uh, at. And so... I really, really, really hate using Uber. It's so expensive. And so playing the tape forward, I'm playing this tape through and I am seeing lots and lots of money being spent on Ubers to and from the nightclub. Um, let's say now I'd go, we Uber to the club. We get to the club. We're not going to get in right away because I've already been to this club before. And I know that based on the timing of when we're going to the club, by the time we get there, there's definitely going to be a line. So let's say by the time we actually get into the club, we probably would have maybe one to two hours max of uh, time to hang out there. So already I am seeing that the value uh, in terms of like the cost of the Uber versus the amount of time that I'm spending at the club, it's just, I'm not liking it. I'm not feeling good about this. Now, once we get to the club, if you are listening to this episode and you don't drink, for you, you may say, oh, but Anna Freed, you don't have to drink. 
And you are absolutely right. I don't have to drink. However, I'm playing the tape forward. And the way that I'm playing the tape forward is I am basing it on past experiences. I know myself and I'm finally being honest enough with myself to know that if I'm going to a nightclub with a bunch of people who are all super excited to drink, in the past, me not drinking or having just one drink, yeah, not going to happen. And it's taken me a long time to be honest about that. So if I play the tape forward, I'm probably going to have a few drinks. Now, because of the fact that I have not been drinking a lot or barely any at all in the past weeks and months, my tolerance is very low. So a couple of drinks for me is going to be enough that I'm not going to sleep well. And the next day at work, I'll probably have a little bit of a hangover. I'm going to have a headache. I'm going to be tired. Everything is just going to be thrown off. But worst of all, I am going to have even more anxiety than I do about making this decision. I have the most insane anxiety, which is hangover anxiety. And honestly, I don't even have to have a hangover to have the anxiety. At this point, if I have more than like one or two drinks uh, in a night out, I have anxiety the next day. Because at this point, one to two drinks is enough for me to start behaving in a way that I don't like. So (laughs) now that I've played the tape through, I don't like it. I don't like what I see. I don't like what I hear. I don't like what I'm experiencing. And this playing the tape through last night was strong enough and convincing enough for me to stand my ground. And when I was asked, oh, Anna Fried, you're coming. And it wasn't, are you coming out? It's Anna Fried, you're coming out tonight, right? <laughs> the way that questions or statements are phrased towards me, um, unfortunately, they can be quite influential. And so saying, Anna Fried, you're coming out, right? Uh, it For me, and I'm getting, you know, I'm working on this, but it it does make me feel, oh, like, oh, no, like the, they were expecting me to come out and I'm a people pleaser and I feel like I have to go now. Whereas if it was phrased as a, a legitimate question, I feel like I would have had an out. Um, so, yeah, it was phrased as, oh, like, Anna Fried, you're going out, right? You're coming out with us tonight, right? But that tape, me playing the tape forward, it was convincing enough that I was like, no, I'm not going out. I'm really tired, which is true. I was tired. By the time this dinner was finished, it was past 11 p.m. on a work night. 
I have to be at work at 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. Um, and the older I get, I actually really, really value and demand my seven to eight hours of sleep minimum a night. So, um, playing the tape forward, uh, as I've discussed is, I think very valuable tool if you are looking to, um, improve your relationship with alcohol. Uh, but it absolutely is not limited to alcohol. You can play the tape forward with any vice or bad habit of yours um, that you find yourself constantly leaning on or going back to in moments of mental weakness, uh, emotional distress, things like that. So if you're trying to quit smoking, um, play the tape through. Every time you are about to take out a cigarette, play the tape through of what that does to your body and not just how you feel as you're dragging on the cigarette, but in the long run, you know, how you feel when you're like, I don't know. I've never smoked a cigarette before, but I'm assuming that like when you smoke a cigarette, you get that nicotine high, but then I don't know, do you cough, you stink, you smell bad. Um, I, maybe it affects your like, uh, like going up a flight of stairs is harder. I don't know. Like, obviously I know that smoking cigarettes, uh, causes, cancer in the long run but if you're a cigarette smoker i'm assuming that there are like physical things that don't feel good um yeah i don't know maybe that's not a good example but if there are like bad habits that you're trying to kick to the curb um play the tape forward but it also doesn't have to be uh applied in negative situations uh, you can play the tape forward to also try to establish really good habits. Um, for example, uh, let's see. Ah, I'll give you an example. So I discovered breath work a little while ago. Um, and breath work is something where as I'm doing it, I honestly hate it. I, I don't like how it feels. Um, it's not horrible, but it's annoying. The feeling is annoying enough that I have managed to mentally, like, I have like a mental block when it comes to breath work. Um, however, when I'm done with the breath work, I feel amazing and I feel temporarily a lot less anxious and stressed than I might have felt before doing the breath work. Um, and so 
I have been trying to play the tape forward when it comes to uh, my morning routine because lately I have not been feeling very motivated to wake up early. Uh, but playing the tape forward, uh, honestly, even recording this episode right now, recording episodes for this podcast, I play the tape forward, uh, <laughs> which is funny because it's an episode of recording. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, but recording episodes for this podcast. Um, I feel amazing once I get talking and I'm, I'm talking about a topic and my thoughts are flowing nicely and the recordings coming together. I feel so good. I really, really love it. But the process of even like getting to this point, the process of even like pressing the record button I really, I don't know why, but I really psych myself out and I tell myself like, no, like, Anna Free, do it tomorrow. Oh, I'm too tired. I don't feel like it. I feel like I can't articulate my thoughts very well today. So I'm not, what's the point of me recording? The episode's not going to come out well. Um, This isn't a good topic to record. I thought it was a good topic last week when I was on my walk, but now when I think about it, I can't really flesh it out the way I want to. And so it's not even worth it. Don't bother. These are all the thoughts that go through my head whenever I try to psych myself up to record an episode. But without fail, every single time that I record an episode, I feel so good. I feel amazing about myself. I feel accomplished. Uh, This podcast is very much a creative outlet for me. It's like uh, a personal audio diary that you guys happen to be privy to um, because I've allowed you to be. Uh, It's very, very therapeutic for me. Um, And I, I really, I really get a lot of joy from recording these episodes. Um, And so when I play the tape forward, when trying to get myself in the mood to record an episode, I try my absolute best to visualize and keep in mind and, and remember this feeling, this feeling that I have right now as I'm recording this episode. I try to keep this feeling because I feel amazing right now. I really love recording these episodes. I consider myself a very uh, committed person when it comes to avoiding change, Uh, whether that change is getting rid of a bad habit or establishing a good one, uh, aligning with a better version of myself, aligning with my highest self. I do feel like if it requires me doing something differently than what I'm used to, if it requires me leaving my comfort zone, um, I am very committed to doing the opposite. I'm very committed to doing things as I've always done them, even if it has not been doing me any favors. However, uh, at least with 
my uh, relationship to alcohol, I have been finding ever so slowly but surely that playing the tape forward has actually been working. And for someone like me who is so committed to not changing, that's a really big deal. So I want you, uh, if any part of this episode has resonated with you so far, I want you to take a moment. We are going to try together uh, to do a playing the tape forward scenario. So let's take a deep breath in and out. Okay, I want you to think of something in your life that is not aligning you with the highest version of yourself, whether it is a toxic person in your life that you keep hanging out with but you know that you shouldn't because this person is not helping you be the best version of yourself. Or maybe um, it is a bad habit that you can't kick, like what we've been talking about this whole episode. Pick a bad habit, any habit of yours, that you know is not helping you become the best version of yourself. Or think of something that you really want to achieve, but every time you try to work on it, you talk yourself out of it. We are going to take a moment right now and play the tape forward. So take a moment. I need to stop saying moment. And I want you to envision. Oh, I don't know if you heard that. That was a really loud horn outside. Okay. I want you to take a moment to envision the most likely scenario that will play out if you feed.
thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. If you like what you've heard, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Also, don't forget to leave a positive review if you really like what you've heard. Now go and make the most of your day.